Welcome to Bike Med. These are podcasts on biking medicine from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hello, this is Richard Ingebretson with the University of Utah School of Medicine in uh, the western United States in Salt Lake City, Utah. Welcome to our podcast series. Uh, we're always glad when you take the time to come in and listen. Today we're going to talk about something that is uh, a, a huge problem for uh, mountain bikers, and that is their bike seats. This is a subject of great uh, discussion and research. Most people, when they go buy a bike, uh, will just ride on the seat that it comes with. But there is a huge and a very important market which dictates success while bike riding. And you might be a, a, a racer or you might just be doing this leisurely. But selecting the uh, correct bike seat is a big problem because there's a lot of uh, illnesses that happen when you uh, correct have the wrong bike seat. So we have an, uh, an expert today, uh, Justin Allen, who does a lot of uh, research on uh, bicycle seats and which are the best ones to use. And he himself was a, a mountain bike racer when he was in high school. Justin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Rich. Uh, like you said, I'm Justin Allen. Um, in high school, I raced for the National Interscholastic Cycling Association for all four years. And we actually had a real problem with bike seat injuries. And they were really common, but also sometimes kind of hard to fix. Um, but some of the bigger issues that we ran into were saddle sores, which are pretty common, and they can be pretty uncomfortable, but fortunately they're fairly minor, and as, as well as some genital numbness and erectile dysfunction, um, and lower back pain, pelvic discomfort, and also some hip and knee pain as well, so just lots of chronic pain. So was that, was that because of the bike seat, or was that because uh, you were power uh, racers uh, in uh, racing? I think it can be a mix of both because racing can definitely bring out some more uncomfortable characteristics of your bike when you're taxing your body. But also the type of bike seat you have and the way it's fitted on your bike can also play a significant impact on how it affects you. Well, that's an interesting comment, Justin, because you say how it affects you. You are a rider uh, and a racer. Uh, a lot of the people listening are just going out uh, doing recreational bike riding and some do jumps and some race or some of us grow up family and friends. What does that mean that it affects us? How does a bike seat affect you? Well, ranging on the severity, it can have the potential to completely derail your ride. So like if you're just riding casually, you it can be really uncomfortable to have like those saddle sores or even like hip or back pain while you're riding. And so it can be it can make it riding not as fun. But if you move up to even like racing, then a lot of the injuries and like poor fitting of your seat can be exaggerated when your body's tired and taxed and so then you can like start having really bad back pain and it can start affecting like your power it can bring you out of your mental state and just derail your whole race and so when you say it can derail your race what about just the 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 casual rider that goes on a trail with the kids uh how does it does it affect in the same way? I think depending on the injuries, it it can affect you pretty severely as well. But I most of the time it's just a minor inconvenience, and that can really make it. The biggest thing is it makes it not fun to ride. So for casual riders, they just might not want to go out again, and we definitely want to avoid that. 
I know that uh, saddle sores are a problem. What are other simple uh, injuries that happen if you have a bad, improper bike seat? Probably this one of the more common ones on top of saddle sores is just chronic pain in your joints. So like your knee, knees, hips, um, and your back. Um, so that that's just it, it's easily fixed when because those are all affected by the positioning of your seat on the bike. And so if you take some steps to properly fit your seat, then you can hopefully eliminate all of those. What are those? Uh, whether is it the same if you're racing or, or, or regular riding? Do you change the position of the seat and your legs? So actually, the positioning is actually pretty similar between both casual riding and racing um, because at the end of the day, you're just trying to optimize um, the, how you feel on the bike. And so efficiency comes second, because if you're not feeling good, then you won't be efficient anyways. So yeah, they are, they are the same types of positioning on the bike. So which, uh, is, would you say is more important or are they both important? The actual bike seat itself or the positioning? I, I would say the actual positioning of the bike, because the bike seat if you have a bike, like a poorly fitted bike seat, then that can definitely, that, that leads more into the area of like the numbness and erectile dysfunction. And those can be big issues, but for the majority of people, they don't experience that. But um, the chronic pain in your joints can be a lot more common. Now, we, one of the things that I get as a physician in my uh, sports medicine clinic and, and when we go out and talk about riders is to get a lot of knee pain. And uh, so what really affects knee pain? mostly so probably the biggest factor in relation to seats when it comes to knee pain is actually the seat height so the seat height it, it's actually pretty easy to find the optimal spot fortunately um so you you just want to have you want to sit on your bike and you can have somebody like hold the handlebars um so your bike doesn't fall over and then you want to put one of your feet on the pedals and extend it all the way down to the six o'clock position and then you should have like a very slight bend in your knee, but not fully extended. And that shows that your seat height's in a good spot to optimize your, like how you feel on the bike and eliminate knee pain. And that's also really efficient, like power wise. So you'll get the most energy out of your pedal strokes. What about back pain? Back pain can also be affected by seat height because if your seat's too low or too high, then you can be like stretching out your back. Um, but it's also affected by the fore aft position, which is like how far your seat is forward and backward on the bike itself. Um, Cause that, that in the same way, it also stretches out the back and adds some unnecessary pain. To optimally fit that one, you want to do the same for measuring seat height where you sit on your bike and extend your pedal downwards with one foot. And you want to make sure that if you imagine an invisible line hanging down from your knee, it goes right through about the front of your foot or around that area. And so that that shows that you're in a good position for, for aft. So talk about um, in the actual seat itself because... Um, everybody knows if you uh, if you ride a bike and you sit on the seat, 
especially to do it a lot, it hurts after a while, and you get all these other problems. So talk about the having a, a good design or a poorly designed seat and pressure that it puts and, and all of that. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of different types of bike seats out there, and so it can be confusing. Um, the most common ones are just like kind of like a triangular skinny seat, and some research has found that actually those might not be the best um, because it was found that they put a lot of extra pressure on your pudendal nerve, which runs right through your perineal area. And when too much pressure is put there, then it can lead to like some of the numbness and erectile dysfunction that is a serious problem. Um, so, for example, um, what is a good seat then? If you're going to say... You go buy a bike, you expect that seat to be a good one, whether you're a racer or a mountain biker. How do you change that? What bike seat do you get? Um, so some research found that bike seats um, with an anterior medial cutout, so one just right through the middle, um, actually reduced the pressure on the pudendal nerve. So they, re they reported higher comfort levels with that such cutout in your seat. Um, and another type is, um, there's most seats have a protruding nose, so they're kind of long in the front. And they found that actually seats without protruding noses um, ended up causing less pressure on the perineal area. And so those could also lead to more comfort as well. So the traditional seat is the one that you said triangular, it sticks out in the front. So what do you ask for, a non-traditional seat? What would you get? If I were to get a non-traditional seat, I'd probably get one of the seats with the cutout in the middle because that, that reduces the pressure in your perineal area and it translates it more over to your sit bones on your pelvis, which is where you want the pressure. So how do you uh, determine that? Like, What are some techniques or tricks you can do to see if you're getting the right one? Yeah, so definitely like actually fitting the bike seat to yourself is a... a an important step as well um, and even you can make you, you can use the traditional bike seat or non-traditional bike seats and if it's fitted well it should work well regardless but to measure that you can get a bag of flour and if you sit on it you should see some imprints where your sit bones are and you can keep that in mind and add about 20 millimeters to the measurement between the two sit bones and so that should be the about the right saddle width for you. And if you size that right, then most seats should work. How, how important is that? Would you say it's an essential step or just something you should do or what? I'd say that's definitely an essential step because regardless of what type of seat you have, you can have a non-traditional or traditional seat. If it's not fitted well, then it's still going to cause problems. So the, one of the things that I know that uh, our listeners are going to question, this is expensive, the, the whole process of buying a bike, and now you go out and buy a, a brand-new bike seat. Is it, So you say this is essential. So if they don't have the money to buy it, do, what, is there something else that they can do if they can't afford a new seat? Yeah, so actually a lot of bike shops and companies have been starting to allow like trial riding with seats. So... You can just try out a seat and see if it works for you. Just take it out for a couple rides. If you start having problems, then you know that's not the seat for you, and you can try again. And that's really helpful to try to limit the cost. 
One of the things that I've always been told is that you need to do, of course, get your muscles in order, get them stretched, strong, and so forth. Tell us uh, that, how that can help with the seat and overcoming these problems. Yeah, so it's it's easy to blame your saddle for lots of problems you can have, and but sometimes you can have all the fittings right and things aren't still aren't working out. And one of the other factors can be just like muscular imbalances and strength issues because you still need to be able to hold up your body off the seat to some degree because if you're putting all your pressure on the seat, then that's that's going to be a problem. So you can try out some like core and strength trunk strengthening exercises um, are the most helpful. Um, they help you to s avoid sloppy positioning and have a better position on the bike um, with your with the strength. But really just a good rule of thumb is if your saddle works for most of your ride or only causes pain periodic periodically, then muscle weakness may be at a play may be at play if you start fatiguing and hurting later in the ride. Because as you get tired, then you're holding up less of your weight, more weight gets put on the seat, and as a result, you start feeling pain. Um, how much is uh, how much weight should you put on the seat versus the handlebars? I've heard different stories on that. What's the what? What did the research say? Um, I think you should. I aim for like kind of like a good median because on one hand, you don't want to put too much weight on your handlebars because then that can lead to like wrist and elbow issues but you also don't want to put too much weight on the seat because then you'll have um, like hip and knee problems and just too much pressure in your perennial area so you, you want to find a good balance and I think most of the measurement guides for um, measuring the fore and aft and seat height of your bike uh, account for handlebar weight as well and so if you follow those that should put you in a pretty good spot can you buy just a big, soft, big, huge padded seat? If, if You want it light if you're a racer, but if you're just going out, why don't you, do they sell just big, soft, cushiony seats? Yeah, no, they do sell some pretty cushioned seats, and those can be good for casual riders because, um, I mean, the more cushioning you have, the more comfortable it can be, and it, it definitely averts some pressure. So those, that is an option for very casual riders, but... For a lot of people, that can be sometimes they're too bulky and like annoying, and for racers even it can be too heavy, and they want a something more efficient on their bike. At the end of the day, I think that it's all personalized. So the measurements, the seat type, everything—it's really up to you. So we have these guidelines to help you try to find the right area, but it's up to you to find the sweet spot. Um, because it's different for everybody. So by addressing muscular deficiencies, um, putting your saddle on the right spot on your bike, as well as finding the right saddle type and measurements, you can definitely eliminate most of bike seat injury, improve your health, and even performance. Well, I, this has been an ex extremely enlightening podcast on choosing the correct bike seat how to set it up, what seat to get, what diseases and injuries to avoid. And, and thank you for coming and joining us, Justin. We always like experts that come on to our podcast series. This ends the podcast on bike seats. And as always, we say thank you for listening.